Hey guys, it's Pete, and you're listening to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, a production of Brothers in Armchairs. And today, running up the score with Pete and Tom. Tom, you in the house? I am in the house. We're ready to go. Ready to go. So, so Tom and I, we obviously, if you've listened to our show, we're, we're the sports guys, and I know sports. Tom just kind of like comments on it. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, we talked about it on our last podcast that we we're going to be going into the NFL draft, which happens tonight. Tonight's the NFL draft and Great Avengers Night. So we got two nights, uh, uh, oh. one great night, Avengers and the draft. How so, can we possibly? How how can anyone live with that much excitement? I'm telling you, I gotta, I have to DVR the draft because I'm not going to be home to watch it, so I could talk about it on our next podcast. <laughs> All right, so the draft. Um, 2018, it's in Tom's favorite city, Dallas. Uh, right in the, actually, it's in the, the arena, I believe, right? Yes, it is in Jerry World. It's in Jerry, that's what they call it, Jerry World? Yes. They do call it Jerry, seriously, Jerry World? Yes, that's what they call it, yeah. Okay, great. So, he's hosting, um, obviously, uh, it's, this is a quarterback-driven draft. Uh, we got a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. So let's just pop right into it, Tom. Um, so Cleveland's up number one. There's four quarterbacks out there uh, that we that we think they're going to pick: Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen, and a sneakier, a, a sneaky one in here is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So what, what are you thinking about those four quarterbacks? Well, I'll tell you, it makes you wonder if you have four quarterbacks that that somebody could consider, does that mean you don't have an outstanding quarterback out there? So which does that mean? Does it mean there's four outstanding quarterbacks and all four teams that get them are going to be really, really fortunate? Or does that mean that there's four quarterbacks that are good, not great? I'm kind of leaning towards that. I don't know if there's anybody in this class that you can look at and go, that could be the next Hall of Famer right there. Uh, do Do you agree with that? Well, yeah, I mean, let's think of, this is, so, this is one of the first drafts in a while that we've actually had, well, no, I shouldn't say that, I mean, in um, the 2014 draft, we had a bunch of quarterbacks as well, Derek Carr, Johnny Manziel, uh, Mariota, um, there was someone else in that draft, I'm, I'm missing, oh, Blake Bortles, so, I think that draft may be kind of similar to this one. No one's, like, really sticking out. Um, it's not like the 19, 1983 draft. We had John Elway. You had Dan Marino. Uh, God, who else was in that draft? Uh, Jim Kelly was in that draft. Uh, Tony Easton was in that draft as well. So I don't think it's as, as prestigious as that draft, but I think the quarterbacks here are – I'm not going to say they're franchise quarterbacks. Uh, but you never know. No, and, and in fact, people could have looked at that draft and gone, I don't know, Elway, he doesn't look like a franchise quarterback. You know, they may have been saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, See, you know, they look at we look at drafts so much differently now compared to, to back then. Obviously, the one biggest thing is it's all the hype, the combines, um, all the shows they do. I mean, um, the NFL Network has been doing their pregame show for the last eight hours. So. <laughs> It's a lot more hype, and we see a lot more about what these kids do and don't do. Um, and then with social media again, too, that kind of 
makes a difference. Uh, think about what happened with Rosen just yesterday, right, with the comments that he was supposedly making or he tweeted out when he was in high school. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's I think they're more scrutinized now than they obviously were then because it's not as as high profile. So if you're thinking at these four quarterbacks and you're the Browns, first of all, are you picking a quarterback or, or are you going somewhere else? And if you do pick a quarterback, who's the quarterback they're choosing there? At number well, one. Okay, so let me. I'm I'm gonna answer that, but kind of backdoor that answer a little bit. If you oh, want. here we go. If you'll indulge me for just a minute. <laughs> so, so in the last since 2010, so in the last eight years, the Browns have picked. In 2017, they picked a second rounder in Kaiser, who's now with Green Bay. So he's not even there. Right, he's gone. 2016, they picked uh, Cody Kessler in the third round. He's now with Jacksonville. 2014, Johnny Manziel. We know how that turned out. 2012, first rounder again, Whedon. And what's interesting about that one is Whedon and Richardson, Trent Richardson, they they got those both in the first round. Very similar to what we may be looking at here, where if they go with the um, quarterback slash uh, Barkley route and you think to yourself because I know I sit back and I go alright so let's say they got Sam Darnold and Saquon Barkley how could they not finally be good and then you say to yourself how many years have we said this yeah. and there's the perfect example Whedon I remember Whedon coming out of Oklahoma State I liked him, but he was I like he was like forty years old, wasn't he? Coming out of uh, out of college? No, I don't. No, I think you're thinking Winky. Um, <laughs> well, he was. I think uh, <coughs> Whedon was also an older player. Not I mean not older. I mean not old like you and I, but old like twenty five, twenty six years old coming out of the draft. Right, right. But and he had a lot of success at Oklahoma State, and put him with Trent Richardson. You think to yourself, how could that not? How, how could that offense not? end up being good and of course it wasn't Wheaton ended up being a journeyman um, Trent Richardson I'm not sure where is he at or is he Trent Richardson's out of the league he was cut by like three or four teams it's funny with Trent Richardson I, I was you know obviously preparing for this 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 uh, podcast looking at some of the like the running backs because obviously Saquon Barkley we're going to talk about uh, you know Trent Trent Richardson was rated before you know how they do their ratings before the draft higher than Adrian Peterson when Adrian Peterson was coming out of the draft. Wow. Yeah. That goes to show you. You just don't know. You really don't. And no. then uh, the last one back in 2010, third rounder, uh, McCoy. I didn't like that pick when they made it just because I thought McCoy was just too small. Um, I, I kind of didn't see McCoy really working out. But um, so I, I, a couple questions popped in mind. I have to know this because – you are a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Deshaun Kaiser, did they give up on him a second rounder just a year ago? Did they give up on him too fast? I think, well, I think that yes, in some ways. I also think that Kaiser should have stayed in college for another year. Um, I don't know if he was ready to take on the role that he did coming into the you know the Browns plus again you know going into this 
into the 2017 season, the Browns were horrible. I mean, even before the season started, we obviously knew that they weren't they weren't great. Um, I mean, they didn't win the games the year before. Um, I I don't think as much as uh, Hugh Jackson is a offensive guru, I'm not sure about his quarterback um, prowess. Um, now they have Todd Haley now in in Cleveland as their offensive coordinator, who I think has done a great job, like Ben Roethlisberger. So maybe if he was there another year, you know, he might have a, a better opportunity. But um, I think Deshaun Kaiser hurt Deshaun Kaiser more than the Browns hurt Deshaun Kaiser. Well, and there was behavioral issues. Um, there was times where they felt as though maybe he was not um, – lucid enough to play the next day because he was out partying. I remember those stories where he'd be out late partying and maybe he didn't quite take it seriously. Um, well, that's so that exactly was- it. I mean, he, he should have stayed in school because he's just not, you know, um, just wasn't prepared for the NFL. Right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Whedon was 28 when he got drafted, just so we know. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I did not realize he was that old. Well, it is about as old as Winky then, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, he's he's an old man. compared to, And it's funny you mentioned Colt McCoy as a Browns quarterback. He actually stayed for so long. Is he still there as a backup? I don't – no, I don't – I don't believe he – I I don't believe. I, I, I don't believe he's in the league anymore. But he did make it for quite a few years as a backup quarterback. Right. And, yeah, he's with the Skins for a while. But I know he spent a lot of time with the Browns, which, um, you know, it's it's fascinating. Uh, like I said, going back to the Browns and their drafting, uh, yeah, not great. Uh, again, they picked up – they drafted some guys that we thought were going to be great. Like, I mean, Trent Richardson had off-the-field problems, and he couldn't make it with the Raiders or the Colts. And, and, the, and again, and that's the same breath. The Browns trade it. Trent Richardson to the to the Colts for first round picks, and I don't think they did anything with those picks either. So, so go, back to the so go. back to the original question. They're going to take a quarterback, okay? At number one, I don't I don't have any doubt about that because they just don't learn, right? Um, you know, I've been on the Sam Darnold bandwagon for months that that's who they were going to take. And I've heard a lot of whispering about Baker Mayfield today, possibly going to the Browns, because they feel as though he may be the physically stronger of the group and maybe even the least amount of of raw that will need to be, you know, maybe he's a little bit more mature, maybe uh, he won't need quite as much uh, seasoning. Well, you know, he's grabbing his crotch on the sidelines. I don't know how mature he is. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's he's obviously in a good program. Um, I think his knock is that he's a little too short. I mean, he's not Doug Flutie short, but he's short. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see with that. Um, so, gut, uh, gut feeling, Brown's take. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Okay. Yeah. So, for me, if I were the Browns, and they're not going to do this, but I would take Barkley first, or I would take Chubb first. Because if you're not sure, maybe I'm, maybe they do now, but if everybody's talking about how all four of these, five of these quarterbacks are, you know, kind of the same, get the running back first, or get the 
the playmaker on defense first. Because next, next up is the Giants, and we don't know what the Giants are doing. No one, even the Giants, I don't think know what they're doing at this moment in time. Um, so I'd go for the, the running back, but me personally, I think they're going to end up p- uh, picking Mayfield. I, I like your strategy there. You go with, if you really want both, you go with Barkley, and maybe even you take a chance and see if somebody wants to move up, move for another, maybe for a chub. You move down a couple of spots, and then you still could have one of those five quarterbacks fall into your lap if you include uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know, I heard an interview with Lamar Jackson today on a, on a NFL Network or something like that, and I wasn't very impressed with his with him. Uh, he seemed like he had a lot of excuses for things that were going on, why he wasn't getting back to teams and stuff. Now, that could mean nothing, but it could mean something, you know. Um, just back, like back in uh, 2006, uh, the Raiders could have picked Brady Quinn or Jamarcus Russell. Now I don't know if either way it would have been ultimate, but I, I wish the Raiders would have picked Brady Quinn because I think he had more upside than Jamarcus Russell. But they both kind of hit the ground and explode it. Yeah. All right. Lamar, Lamar, if you look at and being a Florida State fan, um, we had the displeasure of playing him twice. And the first year we played him, when he was the freshman phenom, uh, it was incredible what he was doing. And then when he was on a lesser team with a lesser line the second year, because they lost a lot of people on the front line, and suddenly defenses went, okay, his legs aren't going to beat us, so let's make his arm or his running backs beat us. They stunk. And I'm afraid that with a guy like Lamar, does that not remind you of RG3, where the first X number of games you say to yourself, man, nobody's going to stop this guy. But one of the great things about the NFL defenses are you can get something by them once. You're not going to get it by them the second time. Yeah, I I put him more towards Michael Vick. I think he'll have a better career. Um, And honestly... For a short period of time, I mean, Michael Vick was the best, not quarterback, best athlete in the NFL. This kid has that ability. It's just a matter of where he's going to land. I think if he lands like in a team in New England late, you know, later later in the round, um, he might be better off comparative to like landing on, I don't know, the Bills, for instance. So, yeah. so we'll Lamar see. Jackson, Lamar Jackson will be a bust. Yeah. All right, so pick number two is the Giants. Now, we've talked about one being you said the quarterback, I said the quarterback. Um, The Giants have plenty of holes to fill. Um, You know, Eli's getting older, but I don't think Eli is still – I don't think he's done. How's that sound? I think he's got a two- or three-year window still with him. I think he needs good guys around him. I think he needs a running game, obviously, and an offensive line to really help him – take this team back to where they were. I mean, he's won two Super Bowls, and it wasn't like he won it like Trent Dilfer did on his defense, on the team's defense. He actually went out there and played and won the games. So, Giants, are they taking the quarterback? Do you think they're taking the running back? What's what's your what's your feeling? Phew. That is a really tough one because they need both. I think Anybody who's saying, well, I think they're going to get another three or four years out of Eli, I, I don't see that at all. Um, I think they take Barkley. 
Yeah, okay, so if the Browns take quarterback Mayfield, the Giants are taking Barkley. No, Darnold and then Barkley. Well, I mean, either way. So, yeah. Okay. So Okay, so we'll go with yours. Darnold and then Barkley. Yeah. All right, so that's interesting. Now, I know, like I said, if I'm the Browns, I like I said, I'm taking Barkley. If that does occur, then the Giants go out and they, they take Sam Darnold. Right. I think that's who they've been like eyeing this whole time, but obviously they're waiting on the 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 Browns who really have like an ace and the Giants have a king. You know, either one, whoever they pick, they're gonna be happy with, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if, worst case scenario, if the Giants the Giants don't take if the, the Browns do take the running back, I can see the Giants taking Chubb. I don't know if they like I said, I don't think they have I don't think they have the urgency for the quarterback. Um, I think you can still find someone in the second or third round and let Eli play. I think you get the pieces behind them because the a- the NFC East, uh, other than the Eagles, all these the other three teams are kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, right? you know, and they have an, they'll have a, an advantage over at least the Redskins who are bringing in Alex Smith, and we don't know what's going to happen there. And then obviously. Dak is back with a full, full year of um, uh, what's his name? You're running back. Are you talking about Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, if he doesn't decide to like pop somebody or anything else like that, hit what? him in the face or something. Um, so we'll see. All right, so we're so far. You have Darnold and Barkley. That's the yep. first two. Yeah. And guys, we're going to go through the top ten, uh, and then we're also going to talk about our own teams, just so uh, you guys are aware of the situation this year. All right, so the Jets, who traded up to get that this spot, they have to get a quarterback, right? Yes. This is a quarterback pick, right? Yeah, and I think this is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, because they've been eyeing him a lot too, right? I, I yeah. think they, they've been, like, whining and dining this kid to come to New York. Is, is New York too big for him, though? No, I, I think the reason why they like him is because he is a big stage kind of uh, sort of glory hound. I mean, you you could see that in Oklahoma, and I'm not saying that that is an insult. I just think the kid loves big games. He loves to be showy as far as his talent, and I think he is a great fit personality wise for the Jets. Okay, so you're you're sold on Baker Mayfield? No, no, on him going to the Jets, not sold yeah. on his talent because we yeah. don't we obviously we don't know. Um, now he was he's at Oklahoma, right? Is that where he's at? Yes. Yeah. So Oklahoma, what kind of offense do they run, Tom? For those that don't know, um, I mean it's it's pro style. Is it pro style? Yeah. So a lot of these college teams play four wides, right? And uh, they're it's running gun. Right. Yeah. It's not some kind of exotic hurry up or anything else. Um, now they did throw the ball a lot. And, and I, I think what the Jets are, are looking for is somebody who is kind of that larger-than-life personality to sort of bring an identity back to the team. And, and I think maybe that's a, a good thing for a guy like Baker Mayfield. All right, I see it. So you had your first three picks, obviously, were give, me, give, us, to it, uh, give it to us again, Darne- Darnell. Darnold, and then Saquon, and then uh, we're going with uh, Baker Mayfield. Okay, so I have Mayfield, uh, Saquon, and I think the Jets here, if he's available, 
they take Darnold. Okay. Um, I, I think if, I think if the Giants don't take him, for whatever reason, I think he falls to the Jets. Um, I just, the Mayfield thing. I just think the the Browns. This story starting to pop up again. You never know what's bull and what's not. All right. So number four. Guess who's back up on the uh, on the board? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, they're. There you're sitting with uh, Chubb available if, in my board anyway. Yeah. Um, boy, I, how do you? If you don't necessarily feel like you need him, this is where you trade down and get some value. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this pick, the Cleveland Browns trade down. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. If they pick the quarterback one. If they pick the quarterback one and the running back is gone, they trade. I believe they trade this pick to the Bills for their their twelfth and twenty first. Okay, and, All right. and next put the Bills up there for fun. Yeah, so I think they trade that pick for three first round picks, two this year, one next year. I think the Bills are that desperate to get the quarterback because I'm not sold on AJ McCarron's. I'm not. Uh, he's been. He's played like three weeks in the league. I know he's been there for like ever, but I just don't. I'm not sold on him. All right, so the Bills are up. Who are they picking here? Which quarterback? So who we have left? We have Josh Allen out of Wyoming, and we got uh, what's his name out of UCLA. For you, you have Rosen, I think, as well, right? Rosen, yeah, that out of UCLA. Allen and Rosen. I gotta, I gotta go, Josh Allen here. Okay. Yeah, I think that you know, obviously they're gonna. I think they're picking a quarterback. Um, they're desperate to get to the to the uh, the top five, and um, at this point in time, I th- well, I've already drafted Rosen, correct? I can't, I can't, I'm not writing this stuff down, but I think this is where Josh, either Josh Rosen or Josh Allen goes. Here, no, you haven't had Rosen isn't off of your board or my board before this pick, so. All right. I'm, I'm going Allen. You're going Rosen. Yeah, I think Rosen is going here. Or the, it's either him or Allen going, depending on who's who's there. If it's the Bills, they're Rosen, they're Rosenbaum. Okay. All right. So now the Bills are five. Oh wait, they they moved up. I didn't realize they moved Bills up. Bills are four. Right. The, yeah, but the Bills moved up to five already. No, they. Oh no, they haven't yet. Okay. It's we Denver's have. pick. I'm sorry. Denver. You know, there's another one. I think they take. I, I think they take whoever the Bills just didn't take. I think they take a quarterback. Um. And what's really bizarre about this whole thing is I keep thinking about Chubb and how I don't think he's going to drop out of the top five, and yet I did not find a place for him. So you think you think that the Broncos have given up on Lynch, uh, Case Keenum is a stopgap, and they draft a quarterback again? I, I do. I, I think, well. <laughs> so here, here's the scenario, okay? I think they take Chubb if he's available right here. If not, they trade down. But I think because John Elway, he drafts another quarterback, quarterback and it goes the wrong way. I don't care how much of a legend he is in Denver, he's got to go. Yeah. You know, I think it's just time to uh, skedaddle here out of Denver if it's not going to work for him. I'm having trouble not taking Chubb if he's available if I'm Denver. So I think you and I agree. I- I'm going to... I'm going to go with Chubb here. I don't think you let a guy like that leave the top five. Yeah, it's hard to let him go. All right, so now the Colts are up. This is, again, another team that may trade down depending on 
who's available. But for me, if I'm the Colts, I'm taking either Quentin, Quentin Nelson or the other guard from Notre Dame, McKinty. Yeah, I, th- I think I've seen a lot of Nelson being talked about in this pick. Yeah, I mean, I they again, just like the f- other five teams that are ahead of them, they have needs. And, you know, a good pick here, not only for for the Colts and Nelson, maybe uh, Smith, the linebacker from Georgia, uh, he's been rising up the board. I mean, he was projected beginning of the combine to be like a top 20. All of a sudden, now he's top 10. Right. So, what do you think? I'm thinking, I think at this point in time, it's a, it's probably Nelson. I'm okay with that. I think that's, I think they're they got to go guard uh, or offensive line at some point. And that's the number one guy out there. So I'm good with that. Let's go with that. Okay. Number seven is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Tampa, I don't, I, I don't have a real good feel of that team. Um, James Winston, he's off, he's on, he's off, he's on. I don't, obviously I don't think they're picking a quarterback here. Um, I think they need a running back, but I don't think Barkley's going to drop to them. No. Uh, it'd be a miracle if they dropped to him. Um, I can see them probably taking a, a defensive player of some kind, maybe um, Edmonds from Virginia, but I'm not positive. You got a feel for them? Yes, I will give you the absolute pick that they take here. Okay. Derwin James. Derwin James. He's the, he's the quarterback, right? Cornerback? He is uh, safety, safety. Out, of, out of Florida State. They, okay. That's been a pretty solid – now – I have seen some mock boards, believe it or not, that have brought Saquon Barkley all the way down. If if the Giants went quarterback, there is a possibility that Saquon could tumble down to seven. I don't see it happening. I would be shocked. I'll be honest. I don't think if he, if the Browns pick one and he's there at four, they got to take him, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. a no-brainer. Yes. Do you think there's any teams, not to get past the, the, the uh, Bucks? But is there a team out there that would trade up to get Barkley? Is he worth giving up your pick this year, next next year's first round, and a couple second rounders probably? I mean, Ricky Williams type of deal. I I think it's hard to say that. I, I don't. I mean, obviously he's a an amazing talent. But how many times have we seen running backs either just bust or get hurt? I, running backs is just one of the things where people don't like the make big sacrifices to go get a running back. Well, you know the trend is now. You had Fournette, you had Elliott, you had uh, Gurley. All these guys can't, you know, come in the first first couple – I mean, the first few picks, and they're real successful. I mean, I've watched a lot of Penn State games. I mean, but Penn State didn't really – they played me, you, and a couple of guys in the neighborhood. Right. So it's hard to tell whether or not – you know, he's great. I mean, what they have, like, three games, three teams that they played that were legitimate, quote-unquote, as I have my air quotes in the air, um, right? I mean, is he, the, is he the real deal? I think so. Yeah. All right. I think you're lying. No, I think he is. <laughs> no, as much as I can't stand Penn State, and it, and it hurts, you know, it's almost like spitting acid to say anything nice about him, I think the fact that he actually did not have a stellar offensive line no, he didn't. He didn't. And, and he still was as dynamic as what he was. I'm, If I'm an owner, I certainly wouldn't exactly turn away and not take him. 
to stay in the Bucks for a second, do you think if he has a bad year, he's done? Do you think it's the coach or is it him? Who? Winston. Oh, Jameis. Um, well, I don't... I mean, he hasn't had a bad year. Um, I mean, he still hasn't grown up. He still has the attitude problems. I mean, Cutter has not really been great for anybody or for the Bucks. I'm actually surprised he didn't, that he made it through this year. But there's a lot of coaches I'm surprised that made it through the year. Um, I don't know. This is his, what, fifth or sixth? This is his fifth year. Fourth year. Well, he came out with Mariota, so. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So this is his fourth year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we see, they say give the quarterback five years, so let's let's hope. I, no, I don't think so. I think they'll stay with him for a while. I think they, they like him down there. Um and I think with enough pieces around him, he will get better. And let, let me interject something real quick. I Just out of curiosity, uh, one of the – I don't really know if I should say who online I've been watching um, as far as their draft tracker. Yeah, you could, you could say their name. Okay, so I, I usually watch CBS Sports and their draft tracker, and it changes every three hours. Yeah. So so they're going to get something right because they put all the combinations out there, I think. <laughs> they right now, as of right this minute, they have Saquon Barkley going to Cleveland with pick number 12. Wow. I, I can't imagine him falling that far. No. Um, I mean, listen, I mean, number eight, I mean, the Browns, I mean, the, the Bears – they need guard help. I think they're going to go after like uh, Nelson or McKinty, whoever, whoever's there. I uh, agree. But if you're at number eight and you see Barkley there, it's going to be kind of really hard to like to like walk away from that. I mean, I don't care what team you are. Yeah, you know, it's that whole best player on the board versus what are our needs, and we've seen teams before say, "Yeah, we needed such and such," but. When that guy fell on our lap, there was no way we couldn't take him. Yeah. I mean, there's four or five teams in the top five that could use the running back. I mean, especially the Broncos, obviously the Browns, the Giants, um, shoot, even the Jets, and Tampa Bay. So you have five teams in the top seven that you would think by that time he'd be gone. Yep. Okay. So we talked about the Bears. I think he's getting. they're getting a guard offensive guy here. Yep. Um I'd be very surprised if uh, I know that a lot of people are talking about uh, the the guard and the tackle from Notre Dame, one going lower than the top ten. But I just think that if he's the best player on the board at this time, you go for it. Now there's a lot of great defensive players uh, coming up here, uh, and you know I just think there's so many opportunities to get defensive players. So let's look. Okay, so the Bears, what do you think, an offensive guard? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So now now it's the, the 49ers, who they have plenty of needs, um, all on defense. And this is where I think um, the kid Smith or Edmonds will go uh, to, to the 49ers. And I'll, I'll say this uh, openly. I think the 49ers get one and the Raiders take the other. Okay. And I want to see the Raiders take... I'd like to have him have Smith, but Emmons isn't bad. He's obviously he's he's a top ten player. I think. I think the uh, San Francisco 49ers have kind of had their eye on Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, uh, that's a back out of Alabama. 
just because I think he can he he's very versatile back there. He can play safety. He can play uh, DB. Uh, terrifically talented. I think he's the kind of guy that the 49ers are looking for. So I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick for pick number nine. Okay. I'm going to say they end up taking Smith. Um, so the Raiders now, my team, uh, I said that, you know, most likely they'll take Edmonds. I think if uh, Denzel Ward might be on the board still, um, he, he's another option. I mean, obviously they need help in the, in the secondary. Now yeah. they've signed every linebacker that was free a free agent this year so um, it'll be interesting to see what they do I think they need to find someone that can um, that could be the the yin to the yang of uh, you know Khalil Mack and they have to sign Mack that's the other thing they need to stop playing games with him and just sign him well I think they need a quarterback to be honest with you yeah okay right <laughs> yeah you're right um I think they go, well, I, I agree with you. They've got to go with something back there in the backfield. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Denzel Ward. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, they definitely need a corner, a shutdown corner. Um, so I think they're going to take a chance on Denzel Ward. All right, so you, let's, let's just recap uh, real fast. If, and I hate to keep going back to him, but Barkley, if he falls to 9, 10, 11, do you think he keeps falling, or someone there, no matter what the need, they're picking him? I, if he goes beyond the top ten, I, I would. Uh, I'm going to be the most amazed person that you know. <laughs> I don't think he goes past number two at the Giants. CBS has the Giants taking uh, Chubb with number two, and that's why they have him tumbling all the way down because they don't really see anybody else. Uh, drooling for a running back, and yet, you know, one of the teams that he would have to go past to go all the way down to Cleveland at twelve would be the Dolphins at eleven. If yeah. you're the Dolphins, would you not? Yeah, I think that I think the Dolphins are thinking quarterback too. But um, yeah, I mean it's hard. So now going back to the Giants, yeah. see the Giants are they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. If Let's. They have the. You know. Let's say they. They're going to have their cake and eat it too. They're going to have to figure out something. I mean, uh, the Browns take Mayfield or they take um, Darnold. Right. They take one of those two quarterbacks. They're going to get reamed whether they take the. I think they get harassed if they take the quarterback or the um, or Chubb, and if they don't take Barkley, because right. that media up there. But again, you know, it could be. What I mean, as a Giants fan, I don't know what Giant fans want to see. Um, I don't know. I think the Giants are probably in the best and worst position in this in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have too many choices, and sometimes too many choices makes your head spin. Yep. All right, so we're going to skip down to number 19, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Uh, so, Tom, take it away. Who are the Dallas Cowboys taking, and they're going to burn? They, they are going to go wide receiver. Um, I've been on Calvin Ridley from the start, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Calvin Ridley. And it's funny, uh, you know, again, looking over what CBS Sports likes, they like a kid out of Maryland, uh, a wide receiver out of Maryland, that I'm not familiar with. And they like Ridley to drop all the way to, like, 27. So this kid, DJ Moore, out of Maryland, 
um, they seem to like him as a they're saying he's a number one wide receiver talent um, I think Calvin Ridley is certainly all that too and I don't think you can go wrong to pick up somebody that played for Alabama yeah the last thing we want to see is him fall to like the Steelers the Patriots or someone like that and just you know just uh, keep feeding the rich you know yeah. Uh, I do like Ridley. I think he's going to be somewhere in the middle rounds, uh, middle middle of the first round. I'm not sure if he'll fall to Dallas or not. It all it's really going to depend on some of these teams that really need a wide receiver. Um, obviously, Baltimore is 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 signing every old wide receiver they can, so possibility there. Um, well, I, I, you know, Green Bay maybe. I mean, Green Bay just got rid of Jordy Nelson. They have a, the young guy with Devontae Adams could fall there too but um yeah i mean i could see ridley fitting in if if they can't get ridley then they they go back and sign des what do you think oh is that now is that a no uh, is that no. is that a no no um a couple other real interesting points here and just looking at this and one i didn't consider was um the giant with a second first round pick at 32 getting a running back out of LSU so that's why they feel that they're going to pass on on uh, Barkley because they can still get Chubb and then get down to 32 where nobody else is really picking running backs and get the number two guy that they feel is out there which is the Darius Geis out of LSU what about um, what about Chubb Nick Chubb uh, where do I where do they think he's going to go? No, what do you think about him? I mean, it, oh, so if I, is, he'll be he'll be a ten year player, I think. Is Barkley a you know ten steps above these other guys, or is it pretty close for all of them? What about no, Son, I, Sonny McKell from uh, Georgia? I don't think he's that amazing that you take him. He, he's not that guy where you say, "I don't care what I need at number one, I got to take this guy." I don't think Barkley's quite that. Um, I think if you have a need for running back, he's perfect because of his potential. But I don't think you completely change your your game plan uh, if you're one, two, three, or four, and go. Now, you know, I need a quarterback, but I'm going to take Barkley instead. Like if you were the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, if Barkley somehow you traded up and Barkley was sitting there, you wouldn't go. Well, shoot. I got Ezekiel Elliott. Let's go get Barkley too. Yeah, uh, that's a one of a that's one hell of a one-two punch. So you don't think let's let's kind of wrap it up here. You don't think any team's going to trade up for a running back, strictly quarterback, right? That's what most of them do anyway. I agree. Okay, so do we agree that five? How many quarterbacks are going in the draft in the well, first round? I, I think Lamar's going to also go, and I think the New England Patriots are going to take a. A quarterback that maybe like a Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, so I think six are going to go in the top in the top uh, round. All right. So offensively, we have six quarterbacks. We're thinking uh, one wide receiver. I mean, one running back, two running backs, one or two running backs, probably two receivers, couple guards. Yeah. All right. So I, I think we've uh, covered the draft pretty well and. Our next podcast, we'll talk about what really happened. Yeah. How, how bad we did, the, how bad we were with the, uh, the draft. Uh, so 
make sure that's on tonight, 8 o'clock, on the FOX. Make sure you're checking that out. Yep. And, and now, Tom, it's time for Top 5. That's my I end. love it. The Top 5. This is my favorite <laughs> is, part of the program. Other than talking to you, this is my favorite part of the program. Okay, well, I appreciate that. So, it is your turn for Top 5, so go for All right. it. This week is the top five places where you have seen a sporting event. Okay. Well, so can I do one through five as the Yankee as Yankee Stadium, or does that count? <laughs> well, you, you can only get two there. You can get the new Yankee Stadium and the old Yankee Stadium. That's the part you're about to get. All right. Well, let me before I even go there with that with my top five, and I'm not stalling because I can tell you this, you know, one through five pretty easily. I've I like the new Yankee Stadium. It's not the old Yankee Stadium. The old Yankee Stadium in the late late 90s when they were, you know, kicking everybody's butt, that stadium, you walked in there and it was rocking every night. Every night. And I'll tell you that, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my number one uh, first. My number one sporting event is at Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium, but it's a, it's a particular day. I was at the, the Benitez uh, hitting Tito Martinez game. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Bernie comes up, he hits a grand slam, Tino gets hit in the back, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the upper deck, uh, right behind home, right behind first base, and I have a bird's eye view of the dugout, the Orioles dugout. And one of my favorite players of all time comes rushing in and punches Benitez in the face, Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> so... That's my number one. I hate to go all the way to, from five to one, but I'm going to go to one first. I'll do it a little different this time. But that's my favorite sporting event ever. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think for number one, and I have, I have five that, you know, every time I go, all right, I'm going to put this one number one. Then I look at another one and go, yeah, but I think i got to put this one number one. But I think I have to go with going to Tallahassee and watching Florida State play a home game was really really special for me just as a fan since the late 80s so about 30 years as a fan of florida state following them through thick and thin to just go down there and watch the the spear get thrown onto the emblem and so and you're you're did they play a good team that game no or? no they played a terrible team <laughs> oh, see well that, it's all good there right <laughs> yeah, it was it was all about just being there and doing the atmosphere. Uh, real quick, quick, funny story. I went with a guy who was not a, not only not a Florida State fan, he was not a football fan, but he was a fan of going on road trips and doing things. So he was a fun guy to go with. And, you know, he knew sports, but like I said, he just wasn't like like we are to, to dig into the nooks and crannies of things. Um, so we're standing there. And I'm like misty eyed watching the you know, the, the the Indian and the horse come out and throwing it down and Chief Afiola doing that whole deal and, and I mean I'm like in awe. And they're doing the national anthem, so we're all standing and we're all putting our hand on our heart. And I look up and there he is on the jumbotron <laughs> at my Florida State game. Here's a guy who's not a Florida State fan. He gets on the daggone jumbotron, and I'm standing next to him with my Florida State hat and my Florida State uh, jersey on, and they're not showing me; they're showing him. Well, you so, know what that is? 
he was taller than me. For that's one. it's well, most people are. Um, <laughs> it's except for me. Uh, Facebook karma, baby. That's what that is. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I mean, just his face. His face was much better for for TV than mine. All right. So my number two. I'm gonna stick in college. Uh, my first visit ever to the campus of Notre Dame. Um, I, my son and I went. Uh, God, he was. I want to say he was 13, and I was in awe the entire weekend. Uh, I mean, the college atmosphere for football. Now, I went to a Division three school, so, I mean, when I went to the games, there was like 10 of us there. Uh, so, just going into the stadium, not even going to the stadium, just going onto campus on the Friday afternoon where the festivals began. And um, from... Go, from going into the hall where they had the bands playing um, to just the the tailgating, the whole town, the whole city, South Bend, was there at, at Notre Dame. And, they yes, they played a crappy team, too. Uh, they won 59-10 against Air Force. But it was such a great game. I was so happy that we did it. Uh, this was Brian Kelly's second year as head coach. So... Um, it was the best experience ever. Obviously, we did we did a trip there as well, and I would do it. I would do it every year if I could. Yeah, yeah, um, and I won't say anything because <clears throat> they're further down my list. Um, <laughs> so, for me, number two, Wrigley Field, and I had a hard time between Notre Dame and Wrigley Field here, but I, I got to go with Wrigley Field just because um, it is such a storied atmosphere. Um, you know, the Ivy, the, uh, the very friendly people in the stadium, the, uh, you know, the singing of the uh, take me out to the ball game. And, Cubs win, Cubs win. Oh, it's, yeah, I sat out in the outfield, at, out in the bleachers, and I spoke to a gentleman who, he was, he was an usher, and he was telling me that he had been an usher there for a zillion years, and I told him it was my first time there at Wrigley. And he was telling me stories of how the neighborhood kids used to live in the neighborhood, and the neighborhood kids would come about halfway through the game, three-quarters way through the game, they'd just let them in. And then when the game was over, they'd put up the seats. And if they put up the seats, they would get tickets to the next game. So they would do that over and over and over again. He said, we would spend our entire summer at Wrigley Field without ever spending a dime to get into a Wrigley Field Cubs game. That's the only way I'm going to be able to get a ticket now because their tickets are incredibly expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? And I don't think I paid that much for mine. I think it was a you know a midweek kind of a game where this was uh, like 1981 or something like that. Though, right? When you had hair. Yeah, no, no. This was Garrietta <laughs> was pitching, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay, all right. So it was maybe it was on my birthday. It was like four years ago, maybe. Oh. So it was that, uh, just for the storied aspect of it, Wrigley Field definitely my number two. Yeah, I think that's a that's. A great place I have not been to. Um, my third one, and again, as you see the theme, I'm telling you where events that I've gone to in the stadiums. But, uh, number three was my first Oakland Raider game. It was away. I've never seen them in Oakland. But I was 17 years old. My One of my closest friends' dads got tickets to the Giants Raiders. And it was the return game of Jeff Hosteller. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... It was cold as hell, but it was so worth it. We sat 50-yard line, kind of like in the middle decks, 
And, you know, the whole, I didn't really get the full football experience at that point in time and um, for tailgating, but uh, it was great event. I mean, it was nothing like Notre Dame's event, you know, the, the pre-stuff, but this was old Giant Stadium, uh, the return of Jeff Hostetler, and it was just, and I sat with all Giant fans, and of course the Raiders won, so it was very, very exciting to me. <laughs> awesome. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, my number three is Notre Dame. Um, and that's high praise because there's some other ones that are on the list that, and some honorable mentions that were so cool. Um, but the cool meter when you and I went to Notre Dame was off the chart just just because of, of the campus atmosphere. Um, again, the storied history, the, uh, the, the fans being as terrific as what they were, the band, you know, everything was just such a throwback. You know, it was like being in the movie Rudy. That's yeah. how I felt when I was at Notre Dame. That's how tall I am, so I know how you feel. <laughs> it was a, it was truly one of my favorite sports experiences ever. Um, so hats off to what Notre Dame does there. It's it's uh, an incredible place to see a game. You know, I, I, I have to go back and give you – I'm going to push everything back because my number one has changed because I yeah. – uh, already. Uh, already. Well, you know why? It's, you know, I'm thinking about old Yankee Stadium. Probably my favorite event of all time is when I took my son to his first Yankee game yeah. at old Yankee Stadium. Uh, they played the Royals. He was seven years old. And we walked into the, the stadium. And when you go into the Yankee, old Yankee Stadium, most of the people went to the outfield, you know, to catch, you know, for batting practice. We're only two in there. And, um, the only two at the time. And two of the Royals players are throwing the ball. And Kyle's like, can I have a ball? Can I have a ball? And they gave him a ball. And it was like the, his eyes lit up. Huh. And then three minutes later, the ball got past the guy. He's like, oh, can I have a ball? And they gave him a second one. So, uh, And that starts his string of getting a baseball pretty much at every baseball game we've ever gone to. That's but great. just the, the experience of spending it with my son at Old Yankee Stadium, that's kind of a 1A. Um so, where are we at? Four? No, yeah, that was terrific. Um, I, I've been to old Yankee Stadium. It's hard for me not to put this on the list. You may, after I give you my four and five, you'll see why. There was just too many. Uh, but old Yankee Stadium was another special experience for me. I, I really liked it there. Again, just a place where there's history. Uh, but my number four uh, has got to be Madison Square Garden to see uh, the Rangers uh, big Rangers fan. I'd never been to Madison Square Garden. Love the Rangers. So yes. Yeah, so to see the Rangers at Madison Square, um, unfortunately they lost to Ottawa. It was like five four, four to three. But it was an exciting game. It came down to the last second. Uh, again, terrific atmosphere. Uh, just a storied place. Just tons of fun there. So I had to put that number four. Well, that seems uh seems. Fair and fun and exciting. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I love. Like I said, I love old Yankee Stadium. There, as much as you know, as much as the new one, like I said, is good. It's not great. And a lot of these newer stadiums are kind of like, oh, they're good, they're fancy. I'll tell you another stadium is actually very good, and this is not one of my list because I'll never put it on my list. But uh, Cannon Yards is actually a very nice stadium to go to. Absolutely. You know. Uh, so, uh, so number four for me is 
another Raiders game. This time they visited the Philadelphia Eagles. At, Actually, you on five. Oh, so five. Well, I have one and one A. Yeah, so five. Here's five. Uh, sorry. The Philadelphia Eagles Raiders game in Philadelphia the year before they won the Super Bowl. Um, went to the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. Seeing John Gruden on the sideline, seeing Jerry Rice and Tim Brown, two of the greatest wide receivers of all time, um, was amazing. And I'll tell you this, I was walking in the parking lot with, with a, a friend who was an Eagles fan, and I had all my Raider gear on, and I'm getting booed like crazy. I was surprised I didn't get hit with a bottle or something. I know, right? We turned a corner into like the parking lot, and it was Raider Nation. And it was just like, like it was family coming home. Right. It was fantastic. Um, we sat in the corner of the end zone, great seats. And it turned out to be where the family of the Raiders sat. So that was great. The worst part of it was the entire time we're having beer thrown at us, bottles thrown at us. So the experience of being there for the Raider game was great. The fans suck. Yes. So yeah. that's number five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would never go there with <clears throat> Dallas Cowboy jersey on. I mean, I would, I would probably get killed. Literally. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, my number five. You know, number five was hard for me. I had, I, you know, I Yankee Stadium that really popped into my mind. I wanted to put them five. I could have. Uh, Clemson to see a football game was an amazing experience. Um, they just rock it down there. Um, I went with. Fenway Park. Um, again, you know, you'll hear the same thing out of me. I, I like to go to places that have a history, that are storied kind of places. I wish there were some more. There's old stadiums that are still around. Um, to, or I wish I could go back in time and see baseball at some of these older places. Uh, Fenway is definitely a step back in time. The seat I was sitting in, the usher told me that they were the original seats and they had been painted over and over and over again, and you can see how thick the paint is on them. I wish they burned that building down. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, just, a, again, another incredible, historic, good food, um, oh, a place I'll never forget, mm-hmm. going to see a game. So that it was a tough one. I mean, Yankee Stadium, I went to the old, I've never been to the new. The old Yankee Stadium was amazing, too, so. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great stadiums out there. I've been to plenty of them. I've uh, our fat guys uh, in Little Coats podcast. We talk about the events that we went to, and my partner and I, John, have gone to stadiums across the country, and um, they're great. But nothing's like old Yankee Stadium. All right, Tom. So listen, we've did the draft. We did top five. We did a lot. Yes, yes, that was a, a an action packed hour. Action packed hour, exactly. Maybe a little I bit more. Fun prediction for the draft, by the way. Go ahead. Five minutes into it, we're going to be screwed. Somebody's going to do a trade or something, and our entire board is going to get blown. Up. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think we're pretty safe, at least with the first pick, that there's going to be something made. Now, we can't speak for the Giants because who knows. But I really think the Browns are taking somebody first. Um, so make sure you're checking that out on Fox 8 o'clock tonight. Um, happy Avenger Day to all my nerds out there. That's where I'm going tonight. Um Make sure you're listening to us on all of our shows on brothersandarmchairs.com and you'll find Defender of the Realm, you'll find Stuff You Don't Need to Know, 
Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, and Fat Guys in Little Coats. Tom, another great show, and we'll talk uh, talk soon. I'm, I'm, I'm here to carry you every single time, so I'm, I'm glad to do that. Okay, hold on.